I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome to, we don't have a catchy title for this <laughs> episode. <laughs> this is Just Beyond episode four, where we're talking about the R.L. Stein adjacent show that's on Disney Plus called Just Beyond. We've covered three of these now. We tend to trade off. So this is my turn. And I'm Danielle, if you couldn't recognize my voice, which is weird. But anyway, Christy is here too. Howdy. And... And she's having ice cream. What mm-hmm. kind of ice cream are you having? Death by chocolate. <clears throat> oh. It's well, so don't die on us mid-episode. I don't know. I might. Stay alive. It is, it is so good. <laughs> Stay alive hmm. for the next 20 minutes. So this episode, I was really looking forward to it. And I'm going to tell you right now that I was not excited after I watched it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch it? I did. I watched it today. Okay. It is fresh, fresh. Okay. So this episode is episode four, and it was called My Monster. And if you've listened to these with us before, you kind of know that both of us are sort of like, these are fun and cute, and they are, and so was this episode. But it is not scary, even like teeny tiny, teeny teeny bit scary. And I'm not, we're still not sure of the vibe. So, um, but they are fun. It's not that. It's just they're not. It's not the bill of goods I was sold, I guess, you know? Yeah, we've talked so, about this. Yeah, it's not yeah. – um, it's on brand in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, and then it is not very no. – um, mm-hmm. what's the word? I'm, I want to say congruent, but that's not the right word. Um, oh, it just doesn't jive in a no. lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. So this episode I was most looking forward to just based on the title. And I was like, oh, a monster episode. And then we get into it and it's sort of like, (laughs) but anyway, so um, this episode, like I said, is called My Monster. And it starts out, it's a very dark and stormy evening, which Mm -hmm. is very cliche, but it Mm -hmm. is like major rain, lightning storm. And there's... It kind of looks like a dated house, but then I can't ever tell what universe sometimes these are in. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't assume it was old right away, but it kind of looked like a dated living room. And there's a cute blonde girl there, and she has her cat, whose name is Mr. Zipper, which I That's thought was what I wrote. Cute. <laughs> I said, is his name Mr. Zipper? I love him. Yeah. And then she starts to – she's watching a movie. It starts to kind of hear, like, creepy music, sort of like music, boxy kind of music. And then she gets up to look out the window. She has a window on her front door. And there's a flash of lightning. And then all of a sudden behind her is this creepy figure. And I can only describe him as sort of slender man light. Like that's the. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. You can tell it's a mask. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to make you believe that, like, that's his head his or his face. Yeah. Like, if you get mm-hmm. a shot from him behind, you can definitely, like, see where the mask stops. Right. And his mask is, like, white. It almost looks like just cast, like, you know, like a cast to me. Mm-hmm. And like then um, very, like, very deep 
dark black, like ho- no eyeballs, and then a black mouth, and then like very hollow black eyes. And he's wearing a suit, which is where I got kind of the Slenderman vibes from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. what I was saying. It's like Slenderman for babies, you know, kind of. Right. Um, it's not exactly scary. Sure, it's creepy, but it's not exactly scary. But yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want it in my house for with me, but. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Were his hands bandaged too? They kind of look like it, which is, again, why I was getting these Slender Man vibes. Because, like, gloves or bandages. His hands were white. So, right. Yeah. And so it seems that to be – turns out that was a dream. Because the next scene, we wake up. And what I thought was the same girl is in bed, but it's not <laughs> the same girl. And then – but she's woken up by what she thinks is the sound of, like, her door opening or, like, a creaking. And then that's where the scene ends. So they're in this. That's all we know so far. Then the next morning it's breakfast and we find out she has a little brother and she has a mom. No dad in the picture. The mom is an actress I recognize, but I cannot name. So, but she is I someone. I recognize like, her. I, she's in like lots of like, you know, like cop shows. Huh, no, cop I didn't. Show I actresses. Can- I couldn't place her. What I what I did write down for this uh, first little house scene is that I I realize now I'm I'm at a place in my life where I really enjoy this kind of like fantasy thing where we move into a like a like an old house that has like a lot of character and potential, and it's like. <laughs> You know, you have this fantasy about, okay, I'm going to get some wine and I'm going to go room <laughs> to room and I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. It's like middle-aged woman porn. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and I was feeling it in this in this first scene because they're moving into this like, older house. that lady that everyone loves at Target? Uh, yeah. Magnolia. What's her name? The Magnolia lady. Oh, I don't Joanna know. Joanna Gaines. There's that Joanna lady at Gaines. Target. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. I guess I'm. I guess I'm there. Like I go around and I'm like, uh, okay, here would be perfect for this. And I can do this over here because I like That's colors. Your stage. That's yeah. Your stage so when of life right stuff now. was all white, it's like a big coloring book. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's okay. So yeah, they're having breakfast, and she has a brother, and we still don't know her name. We don't know anyone's name in this scene, but we don't see a dad. There's a mom and a brother. And it seems that they have just moved into this house and it was the house that their mom grew up in. So that's where they're at. And there was a divorce. So that is why there is no dad in the picture. Yeah, there's and that horrible is- scene where she's in the bathroom. like, Because for her mom, she's got like this brave fi- face and she's saying, you know, oh, I'm fine. It's going to be great. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I've got a great attitude. And then they do this really sad scene where she's like mm-hmm. having a little, little mini panic attack in the bathroom. It's right. really sad. Yeah, it seems like she has anxiety or just like a lot of nervous, nervousness, it seems like, this character. And it is the last day of summer, and her mom asks her what she's doing today, and she's like, I'm going to go put boxes in the recycling bin. And I was like, that's something I would have said to my mom. Like, my big plans for the day are recycling, (laughs) is recycling. So she goes outside, and I'm a dum-dum and forgot to write her neighbor's name down, so maybe you did. But I we never meet caught her. it. Ugh. Okay. Well, we meet no, her I neighbor. No, I never did. He said it once, and I was a dum-dum and didn't go back. So we go outside, and there's this kid, and he's, like, sunbathing with, like, an old-fashioned, <laughs> like, thing. Like, you get the tan on your face. It's called a neck yeah. foil. A neck foil. Okay. And and it's so that you um, tan the underside of your chin. 
um, so that you don't have a weird variation in tan if the sun is directly above you. Nice. (laughs) I had no idea I learned something today. Yeah, it's not something that, like, people have anymore. Like, (laughs) they, they barely had them in the 80s. Uh, you won't ever see them on a beach anywhere now. No. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. I wrote, um, this is what I wrote about. I wrote, who is this dork with neck foil? <laughs> and then in the next sentence, I wrote, uh-oh. He's got this, like, weird swagger, like, appeal thing going on. And in, like, five minutes, he's made his way into her bedroom. Into her house. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So this felt like, so yeah, he's outside and she's like, and he, they make some little silly joke and, you know, like, like you said, he has a very like, um, some swagger about him. Like he does, he's not cute, like in like, oh, I'm a hot kid, but like, he just has swag. Like he's like, yeah, I know who I am and I'm weird. And that's, he's a very (laughs) strong personality and he has it in a way that makes you feel weird if you don't go along. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So somehow, and we and through this interaction, we both don't catch his name, but <laughs> we find out that our main character's name is Olivia. So that is her name. And through this interaction, like you said, he had just invites himself over to her house. And they've never met before, but there he is in her house. They are now in her bedroom and they're chit-chatting and she's like unpacking her closet. We find out she's a cheerleader or was a cheerleader at her old school. They have some more banter about this. And then he has this sort of vibe about the house. Like, oh, I feel like, you know, something bad happened here. or Like maybe someone died here. Or he just gets like a vibe about the place. And then Olivia tells him, yeah, I've kind of been hearing noises and like creepy music and stuff and shares that with him. I can't remember if she shared about the monster guy yet, though. Um, or if she just said that there were noises. I don't remember if she said anything. Ab- she definitely talked about the music. Yeah. Um, I don't mm-hmm. remember if she says anything about seeing the guy in particular. Um, the two things I wrote down here were w- – <laughs> so this kid has extremely curly hair. And I wrote, <laughs> I want Animal. to push his hair down and watch it spring back <laughs> over <laughs> and over. <laughs> Because <laughs> that would be observations really fun. from Christy. <laughs> and then and the second thing I wrote was music box music is so useful in <laughs> in this scenario because it's like yeah. And I don't remember where like I first made that connection or what movie I maybe saw it in where it was like it's like the creepy la laws right? It's music mm-hmm. that's supposed to be for children, but it's not. And right. and it's it's so just very it's very useful. Um, I feel like yeah. calliope music if played in a certain uh-huh, way like is also music. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then it's the evening and it's the next night and once again she hears the music, box music. But then this time she goes downstairs to kind of see if she could figure out what the frick is coming from, which is always a rookie mistake. Like, why would you do that? Just stay in your bed. Like, you're you're cool. You're cool where you're at. <clears throat> and yeah, know the rules. Scene. Yeah, you're right. Know the. I mean, she's young; she doesn't know the rules yet. But still, you know, rookie mistake, Olivia. 
Well, but she also is pretty mature for her age. Like, Mm -hmm. she seems to be a caretaker of this family. So I could see her going, I need to figure this out. Yeah, that's true. She's downstairs. Then we have this scene of, like, their hallway, which I guess is the end of the staircase. And then at the other end is the front door with the window that looks out into the street. So she stands there. And it's dark when she goes down, right? And then she turns the lights on. And then she hears the creaking sound and then she turns it off and then turns it back on. And she keeps hearing like the floorboards creak, but nothing is coming or nothing is there. Then eventually she turns it off again for the last time. And then, of course, the monster appears again and she falls to the floor. But this time she doesn't scream or get as frightened, but she sees him again. It was a jump scare. I thought it was effective. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was probably more effective than we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. We haven't really had any that were centered around, like, any scariness of any type so right. far. Like, the school one with the girls had a couple jump scares, maybe, but not in the mm-hmm. same Not like way. this. But not yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is the first, like, monster one, anyhow. Right. And I think it's the only one based off the titles going forward. But I wasn't actually sure what was going on here uh, Mm. in the beginning. Um, Like, and and I know the title is like my monster or whatever. Um, But to be totally honest, I thought this may have been a possession story. But then I thought, wait a minute, this is not cool enough for that to happen (laughs) in this series. Because a lot of, if you follow that stuff or you know just your experience in horror like a a lot of those possession stories start with um you know hallucinations by the victim and um you know the feeling of um being pursued supernaturally by some kind of entity before succumbing that kind Mm -hmm. of thing so like the kind of things that were happening to her and maybe it was because of the music as well um i was going is she gonna be like like what's happening here yeah. But then I realized that like it's not the it's not the venue for this. It's not gonna happen. So that's that night. Then the next morning, it's a school, it's back to school, because that was the last day of summer, as we learned. So it's a new school, and of course she's nervous again. And we're starting to see, or I started to see a connection sort of to the monster and her nervousness. Like it may, you know, it come it seems like there's a connection there. Good for you. I didn't pick up on that till the end. To the end, yeah. I yeah. kind of think, fig- well, like, after you mentioned the scene in the bathroom, it was sort of like these trigger points, you know, like, right. oh, you know, I have a new house and then uh, have a new school. So there these, they were like kind of, you know, trigger points. But that sort of was my interpretation. Then, so yeah, it's a new school. And once again, I'm very sorry, poor nameless friend. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of gives her some shit. Like, what are you nervous about? You just have to make, make everybody like you and make a good impression, you know, and like a normal, typical boy would do well and but i wrote here that this kid's getting cuter all the time because it is yes. in this scene that i noticed like oh wait he has kind of pretty eyes and oh wait he has dimples like yeah you want to know why there is like a very pretty girl with kind of a weird looking guy this is why <laughs> this guy's this guy's personality is like absolutely atypical of yeah. that situation. You want to know how he got her? This is how. Yeah. And then they're just like, they're so funny or they're so nice or they're so something and they grow on you. And then, and then all of a sudden you're married to them and that was your life. 
So. Right, exactly. Uh, what happened? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, Wait a matter a minute. Of, <laughs> it's a matter of just like unwielding like, and it's not even confidence because I think sometimes men mistake cockiness for confidence. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more of a, like a high level of being comfortable with yourself that yeah. puts me at ease. It makes me feel like I don't have to cater to you in any way. And now I can be myself. And that's fun to be around. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I could see him growing on her as time, yeah. <laughs> as time yeah. goes on. Especially yeah. the next door neighbors and stuff like that. So he – and then and he introduces her to Jade – who is very, very cool. You can tell right away that Jade mm-hmm. is a cool kid. And I think she, she has says a that. Cool she hair says she's a situation yeah, going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he says she's one of the queen bees at school. So he already introduced her to like the popular kids. So he has, you know, he's not like trying to get her to go join the chess club. Like he's like, hey, look, go be friends with the popular kids. Dad, and- you match with this person. I've got mm-hmm. things to do. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he introduced her to Jade. Jade seems nice. And then a girl named Chloe comes over. Who is also so Jade is a cheerleader and J- Chloe is also and Chloe is having a party at an amusement park this coming weekend. I missed the name of the amusement park, but I got the name of the roller coaster they all want to ride, which is like the, <laughs> the dragon, right? <laughs> it's I thought it was the is it the dragon or the dragon's tongue? Oh, the dragon's tongue. Okay, yes, which is like all sorts of X-rated innuendo going on there. And it's like, stop, we're done. Right. This. It's like, right. what? This is for children. This is for children. Nobody's writing anybody's tongues. No. Yes. We're done. Yes. I, I swear. It's I, I, Maybe I made up the dragon's tongue part, but I feel no, like No, they, they say said. it at the end. They yeah. say it at the end. Yeah. Oh, and I so also, I like, a quick side note on this one. I wrote, I love her sweater. I'm pretty sure I had one just like this. Oh, we talk Chloe's about this. sweater? Yeah, we talk about this yeah. all the time. Not Chloe, uh, Olivia. Oh, Olivia. Mm-hmm. She's got this like striped ribbed sweater thing going on. Yeah. And it's thousand mm-hmm. percent something you could have found at Maurice's in oh, the yeah. late mm-hmm. 90s. Yep. So she invites her to the party because she's like, oh, you're a cheerleader too. Yay, you can come to my party, which is, you know, very nice for popular kids to do. And when they tell her it's at the amusement park and more about the roller coaster, this sort of triggers this like out of body experience, as, or I would call it like that. Like every for Olivia, like everything kind of gets blurry and she sort of like goes and spaces out. And it, it seems like she's not really into roller coasters, but we don't. We don't get that out right. It's just she has this weird, like, tripped out, you know, moment. Then she comes back to Earth and she's like, oh, I'm good. Just don't, you know, really love it, you know. But And then that's the end of that scene (laughs) at school. Or no, they go to the library. I'm sorry. So later that day, they're in the library again, her and the neighbor. And I said that he is like a hilarious old man because he, <laughs> because yeah. he's like I've got to have got to research and then I have to go help these people have a having a fight. I'm a mediator. Like I have to go. Do- <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's like this cute little old man friend, and I like him very much. I I'm like very him sad. too. I forgot his name. Um. So they they're ta- in that scene. They're talking more about her. Um. They actually do talk about her seeing the monster guy because he asks her like, oh, does it look like this and does it look like that? 
And she's like, no, not this, you know, whatever. And then he has to end up going because like, like I was saying, he gets a text that he has to go mediate a sophomore love triangle, which is so funny <laughs> to me. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Goodbye. Um, he reminds me of, oh God. And again, the name is gone, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend in 10 Things I Hate About You, the nerdy friend. Oh, yes. He reminds me so much of that character. Like he's this old, you know, like he's a little old man and a high school kid. And that's what that that's what his friend was. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously not Heath Ledger, but his other his other friend. His other friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. Mm -hmm. Although that kid was much more well groomed. Like Yes, yes. This kid like wears different color socks and sandals and like um, yeah, he he just he needs like a, a year fuck. or two. Yeah, he needs like, a year to like figure himself out. Then it's gonna be on. Yeah, it's gonna be like, on. So you're like, yeah, I'm glad she's getting yeah. in early because that mm-hmm. those little springy <laughs> curls are gonna grow out just a little bit. He's gonna fill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everything's mm-hmm. gonna be fine. <laughs> so he leaves her in the library, and Olivia keeps researching her monster, and then she starts to hear the the music again. And of course, conveniently, she appears to be alone in the library because that's how it goes. And then she starts to wander the the stacks of books and to look to kind of source the sound again, which is, again, another rookie mistake. And then she finds a basement. And I was like, dumb, dumb. Let's go in here. Dumb. Yeah. No, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> so, of course. The basement is like pitch black dark. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm there were like overhead lights in like a dim hallway. And then they start to go off and on and like flicker. Like they're like they're popping. There's a code <clears throat> violation here. Like yes. what is happening? <laughs> Underneath the school, no less, you have electrical problems. Well, first of and- all, how do you even get in there? Because like even even during our time before like key cards and bullshit, they'd still lock the basement. They would lock it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's again, you know, it's a horror trope, right? You go to the secret basement and you get locked in, which is what happens to her. So she sees the monster at the end of the hall through all the flickering lights, which was a cool, which was cool. I thought I liked that scene and it starts to come toward her but it doesn't run it stomps which I thought was weird I was like what is like this like Frankenstein stomp thing happening but it's kind of like makes these very stomping footsteps toward her and she's trying to get out and she's trapped in at the at a doorway and she can't get out <clears throat> and that's where that ends right we're done well we're, we and never... the stomping footsteps thing like I think it's like they're still trying to you know, without giving away the ending, mm-hmm. you know, make him seem menacing. If yes. we were going for actual fear, like, I feel like he should have been doing, like, more jerky movements. Something yeah. to be- mm-hmm. betray his suit situation he's got mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. yeah. So that scene ends with her being trapped in the at the doorway. But then we all of a sudden were at cheer practice. There really was a – it was just a jump. Okay. To – Right. I can't right, remember anything yep. else. Yeah. Nope, that's right. So she, well, yeah. so, I think we had um because I had made a note. So she she actually she goes home, and the only reason I know is because and she's watching a like a commercial for that 
Um, oh, the roller coaster? coaster commercial. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, she goes home and there's the roller coaster commercial. Mm-hmm. The roller coaster commercial. Yes, I wrote so the same thing. The roller coaster commercial is the best part of this episode. <laughs> it's that like. Um, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yep. It's like that um, that that WWE yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Where, where you're coming out, it's like that's good, you know. And yeah. it's very and, like come to the dragon tongue. Like, I can't even do it because my voice isn't going that register. But it's like I put yeah. in quotes that before our permits get revoked. Right, like, 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 I'm here. Come and ride it before our permits get revoked. Blah blah blah. blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It was the highlight for me of the episode is the first year. I also wrote, like, I'm not riding this dragon either. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. You're not riding the dragon, Christine. No. Like, and I'm usually a pretty good sport about roller coasters. Okay, quick tangent. Um, do you remember, and this is so random, and being on the West Coast, you, you may not. So, like, if you were a kid in the Midwest, you went to Six Flags, right? And it was like Six Flags over Dallas or Six Flags over mm-hmm. wherever. And um, I think that we, at some point, we ended up in Six Flags. I think it was Six Flags over Dallas. It was either there or Kings Island in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And there was a roller coaster that um, there was dual tracks. And one went forward and one went backward. And you went at the okay. same time. Um, I was not big enough uh, to ride this roller coaster. And this is one of those weird stories from your childhood that like when you relay them as an adult to your parent, they remember it completely differently. Completely different. <laughs> like completely differently. In my memory, I was dragged onto this roller coaster by my mother <laughs> who enjoys roller coasters. Uh-huh. And I did not want to go. And when we started to climb the hill, I was like, nope, not for me. And I started to try to, like, get out. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, bail out of the side because I'd never oh been on a roller coaster before. And it was horrible. And I cried the whole time. Now, my mother insists that I begged her to ride this roller coaster. And she even had to pull my hair up on top of my head to make me tall enough to ride this roller coaster and she doesn't know why I was crying (laughs) so so as an adult I don't do a lot of roller coasters but I'm generally a pretty good sport about it like for the most part it's gonna be like a minute and a half just hang on and close your eyes like it's gonna be all right um but I'm kind of with her on this like if it doesn't look safe I'm not riding like what's the yeah. new one at Universal? I I did not ride Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster. <laughs> it has lap only restraints. Did the kids go? Or did the, um... No. No, I wouldn't oh, let okay. anyone ride it. It goes oh, upside okay. down multiple times and it well, like it that? only has a lap bar. Like it does not have yeah. over the shoulder restraints. Well, you have to have over the shoulder. No. Almost. It goes upside down a it. number of times. Crazy. Yeah, no way, Jose. I'm going to need some over-the-shoulder restraints, and then I'm all over it, but not with just a lap bar. Yeah. Okay. That is a good story. But it is true about parents having totally different versions of things. Like, I have stuff like that, too, where I'm like, I was going to die. And they're like, no, you weren't. And I was like, yes, I was. I saw my life 
flash before me. <laughs> yeah. Like even Sean, uh, one time we were, his dad was visiting and the kids had a loose tooth. And one of the things that um, Sean told me is that like when he was little, his dad used to like push his loose teeth out of his face and it like traumatized him. And he was like, we're never going to help our kids get their teeth out. Like, they're going to get them out on their own. Like, I'm not doing that wow. to my kids. And the, his dad was visiting one time and he was like, oh, you know, you should. Um, Sean used to beg me to help him get his teeth out because I did it really good. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> no. you might want to talk to Sean about that because he's a little wow. traumatized. <laughs> Yeah, just completely different versions. Yeah. I guess I'm sure your kids will have those too. Like, no, I love that. And they're going to be like, no, you did not. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was there. (laughs) That's not how it went down. And now you have like cell phone footage and like all that to prove it. Like, look, (laughs) can't make up the shit anymore. We could make we could make it up because we didn't have all of that unless you had a video camera, which was rare or like one still photo. And then you could kind of, you know, but other than that, you can make shit up all your life. Like, yeah, I flew off the roller coaster. No one got it on social media because social media. (laughs) Hang on. Oh, this looks great. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. What a good job you did. Is that the tea going into Boston Harbor? I love it. The waves look so good. Natalie had to draw a poster of the Boston Tea Party for school. Oh, Oh, and I like the sailboat. And that's the captain. What is he saying? He's not saying anything, Captain. It it said the Sharpie spread on his face. Natalie. Okay, did you put your name on it? No. Okay, put your name on it, and then I want you to see how much homework you can do on your own. I think I heard the garage. Daddy will help, can help you. Good job, babe. Sorry. Okay. She did a really, really good job. It's an amazing, Aww. amazing big poster. Like, she took a lot of time on it. There's, like, all these crashing waves. It nice. looks like the hurricane tea party. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> the hurricane tea party. We see their She's at home. You are right. She watches and now that it's video. cheer practice. Yeah. And now it is cheer practice. So the next scene is cheer practice or when it's, I don't know if it's practice or tryouts or something, but she is kind of standing off with Jade and um, Chloe and they're watching and then they're trying to do something in the routine, but they're short a flyer, which we had learned earlier that Olivia was a flyer on her other team. So Jade and Chloe are like, you go and do it, you go and do it. And they like, you know, push her, you know, out there to do the routine, even though she doesn't know it, but she kind of like, has some fun with it, gets into it. And then what I feel is the most hilarious part of this episode is that they put her into a jump and they throw her into the air. And then as she's going up to the air, she has one of those weird, like out of body, like tripped out moments again, where everything goes kind of fuzzy. And she sees the monster, loses her composure, balance, whatever you do in the air, and comes flying back down completely flat on her face onto the cheer mat like a bug, like a straight up bug on a windshield. Yeah. Just like the Mac heard around the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, you would be so injured right she would now. Be dead. She would be straight up dead because what you have to understand yeah. is like, yeah. I was kind of pissed right here because 
not to get too technical with it, but like, first of all, you don't stunt with a new group and go straight into the basket toss. Sorry, that's not something that happens. Perhaps warm up with them first. I don't know. Everybody weighs something a little bit different. The timing would be a little bit off. That's not something that would happen. But all of the bases, so like, so the flyer is the girl that goes on top. The bases are the one in the back, are the ones on the side, and the one behind the bases is the is the spotter. But technically, anybody on the bottom is a spotter. So when you throw someone up at a basket toss, you leave your hands up in the air because regardless mm-hmm. of what happens, your only job is to make sure that that person doesn't hit the ground. And it was funny because even when she lost her concentration, they all spread out right? and just let her fucking fall. I was like, what are you doing? Not okay. Not okay. Yeah, yeah she would be dead, but apparently she was completely uninjured. She, I, she, if not dead, she would completely have a busted face. Something. She yeah, landed on her nose. face. Her she neck. Her like, yeah, like, yeah. It was pretty dumb. Like, the whole, like, I get what they were doing. I get what they were going for. But, like, watching that going, huh, it's a competitive cheerleading team. And everybody fucked off the second they threw her in the air. Yeah. So that was stupid. But funny, but stupid. (laughs) It was funny, but also stupid. Yes. Right. And then next, so that ends that. We don't know if she made the team or what, but that ends that. Then we're back in the library, right? And uh-huh. with the friend, with the neighbor friend, and they're going over again more about like what she's been experiencing. And he's like, okay, well, it haunts you at home and it haunts you at school and it haunts you at chair practice and it's haunting you everywhere. So like, what is it? You know, and they're still trying to figure it out. They don't really have any ideas, but. Right. So they're talking about what, what this could be, what triggers it, when does it happen, that kind of thing. Are they at the library or are they at her house? I feel like they might be at her house because I, I right. because I have a at some point they're gonna they were um, watching another like commercial for this roller coaster so I think that they mm-hmm. were at her house. I think you're right. This time they're at the house. That was my bad. They're at the house again, and they're and this is where I first started to make that connection between uh, the monster and her anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because I hadn't made it before this, and I thought maybe the monster is her anxiety. Mm. Like maybe it's like the personification of like mm-hmm. her getting extremely stressed out, like all of her problems coming for her kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. They're still st- they ha- don't really have any ideas, but they're bouncing them off each other. He goes home later that evening. She Olivia's in her room, and her mom tells her that she has to work late. And they have to cancel movie night. So I guess whatever night of the week this is, is their usual family movie night. So she's kind of bummed, but, you know, she understands. But then the mom can kind of sense that something's up with her. So like something's wrong, but she's like, nah, it's fine. You know, go to work. I understand. I'll be fine. I'm sad about movie night. Trying to play off, you know, what's going on with this monster thing. Mm-hmm. Then, so she's leaving for work. Can't find her keys. They kind of spend too long on this thing with the keys, but – it's maybe it's just to show that she's like helpful and in control. Like I know where all your shit is and you don't know where your shit is. I don't know. But did we talk about was, Mrs. Lipton? Not yet. Mrs. Lipton is okay. next. You have, you have a lot to say about. I, I, I have some thoughts on Mrs. Lipton. 
Let me just introduce Mrs. Lipton. So they have this exchange with the keys. The mom leaves. Then we meet wonderful Mrs. Lipton, who first thing she says is, do you want a butterscotch candy, which is lovely. And then we find out that this woman is apparently so old that she has also babysat Olivia's mother. So she is the resident babysitter of this neighborhood. (laughs) And her name is Mrs. Lipton, and she's interesting. So, Christy, you can talk about Mrs. Lipton. First of all, yes, I do want a butterscotch. The answer is always yes. Um, Secondly, Mrs. Lipton is – she is the age that some women achieve – where they they give no fucks, and and there's when you when you get to be like I'm I'm knocking on 40s door, like at some point you start there. There's not a lot to look forward to. I am super excited about just like achieving this level where I don't give any fucks. I'm like, hey, you want some candy, kids? Yeah, let's hang out. Here's my knitting, brought my crochet. Oh, yeah, this house is haunted. Your mom said she used to see monsters all the time. We could never get her to sleep. I wonder if they ever tore her face off, knit, knit, knit. I want to be Mrs. Lipton when I grow up. I love it. I'm so, so that excited. is Mrs. Lipton in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's got big, big glasses and like curly hair. Like Mrs. Lipton doesn't give that. a fuck. She's hella gangster. She's gangster, yeah. So we love Mrs. Lipton. We all want to be her when we grow, when we grow up. And like you said, the main nugget information that Mrs. Lipton sh- shares with us is that Olivia's mom also felt that the house was haunted. And would say she would see monsters in her closet, under the bed, etc. And like this blows Olivia's mind because she is like, "Excuse me, I've been living in this fucking haunted house. Like, what? You know?" But like you said, she's Mrs. Lipton is not very helpful. She's just like, "Yeah, you know, kid shit, whatever. <laughs> Kids are weird, right?" <laughs> That's basically Mrs. Lipton's vibe. It's kids are weird. Cut it, print, the end. Oh, and Olivia's so like, the fuck, you know? And I was I was wrong. And during all this, her mom still hasn't left the house. She is still there looking for the, the car keys, I think. I was wrong. And so then she goes and confronts her mom and is like, the fuck? You know, you used to see monsters too. Like, I'm seeing shit. What's going on? And, you know, opens up to her and stuff. And she tells her about what she used to see and that it's the same exact monster that Olivia is now seeing. Or that's how I took it. It's the same the same guy, right? But You know, mom, please, please unfold the rest that? of the scene because we need to talk about this. Um. I don't understand mom's nonchalance. Yes. It's very like, again, kids are weird. (laughs) It's very. But but not even that. Like, she's not even playing it off as like, this is a kid problem. She's playing it off as like, what? Yeah, this happens. (laughs) Like, right? Like, you expect her to, to, like, have some. Adult explanation, no, um, yeah, some kind there of like something, mm-hmm. but she she hard left, hard, hard. left, hard left, um, <laughs> and and then so now I have trust issues with mom, um, mm-hmm. because not only is mom a little bit flighty, but we'll give her a pass for the divorce, um, 
but she knowingly moved her family into a haunted house. And okay, right. maybe there wasn't another option. But do you think that that would have like come with some kind of a warning? Or like you a... But mom is just kind of like, yeah, what? Shit happens. Happened to me. I see it's happening to you. So anyways, I got to go to work. Um, you're fine, right? I brought Mrs. Lipton, so it should be cool. Everything's fine. <laughs> and that's it. Right. You're right. The scene is the, – the way it's acted out is very weird. It's very just like, yeah, so got to go. It's, yeah, it's totally like this is a normal thing that happens to everyone. It's like saying, you know, you get it. It's almost like how you would say, you know, you get a cold. Like, oh, yeah, you get colds. I get colds too. Colds happen. You know? Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, and then at some point she's like, you know, well, when did you stop? And she's like, yeah, I never really stopped seeing him. Right. And that was weird. Like, oh. It's like, can't stop, won't stop. Like, what are you doing, mom? And then she leaves. This is my pet monster. Um, the only thing I wrote after this was dot, dot, dot. Good talk, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't catch the name that her mom gave. So Olivia's oh, grand. stupid. Her it was um, like or something. It, it was, was a like, combination of squeamish and... Her squirmer, her squeamer. Yeah, it, it was, was like squirmer or squeamer. It was a it was combination all her of her worry and like squeamishness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, like we've been saying, it seems to be that this monster figure is triggered by emotion that these women, this that women that these women experience. So it's anxiety or it's squeamishness or it's nervousness or whatever. It seems to trigger this this figure coming, and. Like you said, it never stops coming. You just kind of find a way to deal with it and accept it and, you know, face it, you know? I don't think she even took it that far. No. I think she just said, yeah, he's scary. I never stopped seeing him. Anyways, have fun. I thought she said something like you face it, like you deal with it, you know, sort of, without getting into I don't remember that. But maybe I'm crazy. (laughs) You would think she would say that. So that after that, Mrs. Lipton is passed out asleep, right? Passed out. Mom's gone. It's just Olivia and the brother in the house. Mrs. Lipton is useless. It's again raining, right? It's raining again and thundering again. And she's and then she hears something, and then it appears seems like the monster is going after the brother. Because the brother screams, and she's like, hell to the no. You're not getting my brother. And the brother and the brother is sleeping. So I don't know how he screamed, but the brother is sleeping when they're in the room and the monster is leaning over him. And she's like, which I, this other scene that was acted so weird. He's leaning over. Yeah. He's leaning over the brother. Like you think he's going to eat his soul or something. Right. Yeah. And then he's in the back and she's just like, Hey, literally in this tone. Hey, no. No, no. Like you would to a dog. It was so like flat. Like there is no emotion. Just no. Don't do that. No. 
like it was so weird. Super and, weird. And then so he stops, you know, and comes towards her and then she faces him and there's not a confrontation. He just is in front of her and she faces him and then she reaches up and takes the mask off his face. But we as the audience never see what this face looks like just that it's a face i guess mm-hmm. you know? and she kind of has a weird little smile on her face and then we go to the next day all right so. time out real quick before we move on yeah. in the beginning mm-hmm. of this scene when she wakes up she goes downstairs to get water she does mm-hmm. not get water from the tap she gets water from a giant water pitcher that lives in the fridge Am mm-hmm. I the only person that does not do this? We do this. We have a we have a filtered water pitcher. Okay, that's what I thought too. But <laughs> yeah. in the scene, the Brita pitcher, the filter pitcher, uh-huh. is in the fridge. So do you have like a pitcher filtering and then you then dump it off into a bigger pitcher? No. We just have a pitcher we drink out of. Because she was holding like the Kool-Aid pitcher. Oh, I didn't notice that. I'm a weirdo. I was like, what is this life where you get water out of the fridge? Um, (laughs) We have a Brita pitcher and that's what we use to pour water. But we don't have a water pitcher plus a water pitcher. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely had a a, a strange amount of water pitchers. That's all I'm saying. Growing up, (laughs) it was straight from the tap. Up here, we have a system under the sink, so there's a special spigot for for water. Right. But, that, that, uh, we have that at the office. We have a filtered faucet. So Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, that was kind of weird for me. Um, do you think – did they change the mask from the beginning? A little bit. Because mm-hmm. it it's looked like menacing. he was almost smiling. Yes. It's less menacing at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know if that was something I made up because in the beginning it looked like a definite oh. like sneer, but like by the end, it almost looked like a little crooked, like cute little smile. Right. So there's that. Yeah. That um, was and then. Say? No, that's fine. Keep going. Uh, no, I just put what's behind the mask. Yeah. I you know. I'm really mad. We don't know. We never know. So that ends that night. It's the next morning. It seems to be all is well. She's racing downstairs to go get ready and no, to go leave for Chloe's party because it's now the weekend and she's like a new rejuvenated person, apparently. The r- ride like, the roller coaster. The only roller coaster condemned by the United Nations. Yes. <laughs> she's all ready to do that. And once again, and this is where we learned the dragon's tongue. And again, I'm like, this is not okay for children. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a there was a titty bar in Oklahoma called the Dragon's Lair. See, see, dragons are always like boob stuff, or like some other like dragons are not just like oh dragons. Like no, think about dragons, you guys. Every girl with a dragon is like naked or half naked, boobs or whatever. It's it's you know no, no okay. <laughs> We know why they named it. The <laughs> well, it's like the only strip joint in like, I don't know, a 60 mile radius or some nonsense. And and like, and it. none of them are good. Like it's all B squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I hope the dragon's lair. 
the dragons live. That's a, an amazing 80s video game, by the way. Um, um, yes. So she's off to do that. The mom's like, please don't die. And then <laughs> yeah, she does. She stands in the yard. She's like, make good choices. <laughs> okay. And then this is where I'm a weirdo because I noticed this. No bag, no bag of any kind, not even a tiny, useless, stupid bag that Gen Zers use today. Like, no bag, just I'm rolling out, no pockets. I mean, maybe she had money in her sock or something, but yeah, you would have some kind of purse. Bring something, like, you had to have chapstick and money and a phone and house keys. She was wearing shorts. There's not enough pockets on those shorts for all of those belongings. Yeah, those weren't cargo shorts. That's right. They were not. Yes. They were not cargo shorts to her knees. No. So that was like, the fuck? What are you doing? So they're off to the roller coaster. That's where the scene, that's where the show ends, is at the amusement park. They're loading on to the coaster. And Olivia ends up having to sit alone because it's. Chloe, sorry, it's yeah, it's Jade and Chloe in the front, and then Olivia's behind them, and she has an empty seat. And I was getting very Final Destination vibes here. I was like, oh no, she's gonna see it and she's gonna die. <laughs> oh, and, I didn't consider that. Yeah, like, right. Like, what if he shows up and like rips the track up or something? Right. Yeah. I was hoping it was gonna be that, but it was not. Instead, she does see him. He is sitting next to her, and she's kind of just like, sup, you know. You're cool. I'm cool. Have a good day. He's gone. And then he and then the friend appears, the neighbor friend appears again and is like, who the hell are you talking to? And she's like, nobody. And then he sits down next to her and they ride the roller coaster together. And that is how the episode ends. So I wrote Curly better watch himself. Girl got a monster. <laughs> yep. Then mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, come it out with the thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm just saying this kid is smooth. Like he's smooth. Like she may get pregnant. We don't know what's gonna happen. Like it's never the ones you think. We're writing um, a whole sniper. <laughs> it is. Look at me, he shows up and she's literally like, I didn't know you were invited. He's like, I wasn't, and just sits his ass down in the seat <laughs> like in nobody's business. And I'm like, this child is is going places. <laughs> Yes. So overall takeaway, this script was shit. Yes. The things that we loved about this had zero to do with the script. It had all to do about the nostalgic things that we aligned with it because that's what we do. We want to be entertained. We chose things to find to like about this one. Um, We like the design of, of the monster. Decent design. Um, we like the old house. Always cool. Mom's hella weird. Brother's there for like five seconds. If this is a hereditary thing, I feel like brother should have been seeing the monster too. Um, but okay. He hasn't yet, but he's also a child. So maybe he doesn't have the same stress, you know, anxiety level that brings out. Well, that's why I thought in the beginning we might be going down that possession route because she seems to be the only person experiencing that. And she's like a teenage girl, which is when that's supposed to be the most prevalent um, with like a lot of anxiety and emotions and all the things that are happening. Brother, nothing like that happened to him. So like, I don't know, I guess you have to like also be female and in this family because at some point, doesn't she ask her mom if they are cursed? 
Oh, I think so. Yes. In that weirdo exchange, you know, she's like, is this a curse? You know, which you could see it being like if everyone in the family is seeing it, you know, it's a generational curse or something, you know. Well, and then I was very confused about the parameters. So like part of what makes a really good villain is when we have well-established rules, right? Right. Um, well, okay. So like Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Freddy Krueger. He's a scary villain, but he has very established rules. We yeah. know that this is something that happens to us when we dream. So he's not going to come after us in the daytime, probably. Most of the time, it's going to be only if we fall asleep, right? Because we know those parameters. We know when it is correct to be scared. But with this monster, it was so all over the map. Like, at first, it seems like a house haunting. And then he shows up at school. And then it's like mom's experiencing this too so it's like okay does this only happen when they're back in their living in that house but then mom says she never stopped seeing him and they haven't lived in this house for a long time so it's like mm-hmm. this monster's been with them the whole time but it chose right. just now for to show himself to her and is it the yeah. same monster or are there many mon- like yeah i read it as the same but it very well could not be it was not established we so. didn't get clear parameters so we didn't know when to be afraid right definitely agree so it was it was definitely i would only give it like a three out of five same and the only reason it's getting those is because we've got this redeeming little hustler character that we love so much freaking mrs lipton who we all want to be when we grow up, and the roller coaster that was condemned by the United Nations. Nation. Gonna lose its yeah. permits. <laughs> like, I want to see if I can find the audio. I want to find the audio of that online and like post it because it's yes. If you find so it, you funny. have to. I'm gonna look for it. So well, that and it's like the typical like explosions. Like yeah, you know, it was very 90s. It was not of the time. It was a 90s commercial that they never changed. <laughs> it probably even talks about like $1 beer or something. <laughs> like it's one of those kind of commercials. Um, but yeah, it, they used to be kind of jam. like that. I, it was I forget, a monster what was it? Jam. Yeah, the Monster Jam. That's right. Monster mm-hmm. Jam used to be like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I watched um, I watched a documentary. See, and now, of course, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like it's like the story of um, Six Flags over New Orleans. Oh, I was thinking of Action Park. No, I watched Action Park, too. Action Park was hilarious. So good. Um, If you if you guys haven't, it's on. Is it still on HBO Max? It might be. And it was on Hulu, too. Okay. Uh, the, the documentary she's talking about is called Action Park, and it is about Action Park in New Jersey, which was a water park slash. They had other rides too. I they, think did. they had go karts and boats. Go-karts, boats, yeah. But then there was also like a big like Oktoberfest style like beer pavilion. Yeah. Uh, um, you cannot explain this place you have to just watch the documentary and even if you're like I don't want to watch a documentary about that I'm like yes you do because it is so random someone died like someone no, many died. people died there like they many talked about died. that like how yeah. they looked for bodies at the bottom of the wave pool all the time yeah. like 
Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Somehow survived many years. And funnily enough, many comedians that are like kind of small time comedians worked there or went there as children. So they're in the documentary and it's really funny. So yeah, it's called Action Park. Yeah, and like, and I don't think I even realized that they were comedians until I started seeing those people elsewhere. And I'm like, wait a minute, that guy was in the Action Park documentary. I saw it. I got wind of it because of a Johnny Knoxville interview, and he talks uh, about it. And then, I, then yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it this way: Donald Trump rejected investing <laughs> in, in Action Park. Okay, that's, that's how crazy it was. <laughs> So I was saying that closes the episode. It was kind of a weird one. Um, but Yeah, not our fave. We're going to keep going with it and see what happens next with the next one. So Yeah. And that'll be Christy's turn to talk about Yeah, it will be. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to um, – this is like the Goosebumps hour because we haven't had a proper Goosebumps episode in a bit, which is my fault. But I wanted to um, talk about a couple things very, very late that I got – for Christmas, and I will post pictures sometime when after you post this, I will post pictures of stuff on the group. But what I got for Christmas, I got the Goosebumps art book, which we had talked about in the group a couple times. It is out. It is here. It is very, very, very cool. And the price point is not bad. I think it retails like 35 or something, and it's beautifully done. Um, so it talks about like some of the concepts for each of the covers has every cover in it up until a certain point I believe I forgot exactly when it stops but if you like just if you just like the art of goosebumps you will love the book because it is just that what this is that yeah. what it's called the art of goosebumps I'm grabbing it cuz I didn't bring okay. it <laughs> Yes it is so original <laughs> It's called The Art of Goosebumps, and it is by Sarah Rodriguez and Dynamite. Dynamite is the production company. Yeah. Oh, Dynamite. okay. Yep. Um, it also is in partnership with Scholastic, too, because there is a Scholastic plug on the back. So they Good. did work with Scholastic. So it goes up to late – it goes into the 2016s, um, into, the, into the 2010s at least. So – um, there's a little bit in there, but what's cool is that it gives you like the overall art and then what about the art, when it was, and then it gives you pencil sketches for each of them, which is really cool. Oh, so you cool. see, you see the, de- the development of where it started um, to where it began, to where it ended. So that's really cool. And the art is just, I mean, the original artwork on the Goosebumps, ser- on the Goosebumps books is so good and even if you weren't a fan of the series for whatever reason because you're dumb I'm just kidding (laughs) you you still remember the art like my boyfriend is a few years older than me and he didn't he just missed it and didn't really read them and horror is not his thing so he didn't gravitate toward it but even he remembers you know the covers that are the classic covers like you know slappy and you know certain ones that just stay with you so even if you're not a fan of the the series, but just like the art, the book is definitely worth um, getting. And like I said, the price point's not bad. It's actually 30 bucks. So it's a nice coffee table book. So I would check it out. I'll post some pictures of it. in. And this the... is artist Tim Jacobus? Yes. Right? It's all, yeah, it's Tim Jacobus. And mm-hmm. Sarah Rodriguez did like the, I guess she did the, um, like the 
pack, whatever you call it, the packaging of the book, you know, putting sure, it together. Sure. She's the author, you know, technically. So, yeah. And, yeah. So the writers are Sarah Rodriguez, Rachel Deering, and Mark McNabb. And then um, the cover and interior art was Tim Jacobus. Yeah. And then there's an interview with Tim Jacobus in here and an interview with Arl Stein. So they talk about, um, they go through sort of their favorite covers and, you know, about the books and about how they kind of came to be. So it's a nice little trip down memory lane of Goosebumps. And it goes in order. Like it starts with Dead House and goes on and on. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you, I've you got the... I've got the preview pulled up on my phone here. So like it gives me yeah. some of the pages so I can look at what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And you're not kidding. Like, cause I mean, let's be real. Like the covers are what brought us in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like kids aren't reading the backs of books. Sorry. No. <laughs> we don't that's care. That's, that's an adult like, thing. <laughs> yeah. No, like the covers are what brings us in. And yep. we've said this mm-hmm. before. There wasn't a lot to choose from. If you didn't want to read about horses and bullshit, like (laughs) sometimes lizards, (laughs) sometimes, but, but rare, like, and these, Mm -hmm. these covers, um, this cover art is, is definitely, it's definitely what pulled me in. Like it was so Mm -hmm. different and it was so bright. It was almost Lisa Frank for dudes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, Definitely. these are. This is cool. This is a cool book. I like all yeah. the the pencil sketches. Look neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely if you're a fan, it's definitely a must have. I think if you're a fan, and yeah, if you're not a fan, very cool. It's cool to look through. But so that was one thing I got for Christmas, and then the other thing I got for Christmas, but I didn't, which I did not know existed, was the Goosebumps board game, not the original <gasps> cool ass one from the '90s, which was the Horror Land one. Which I had and then was sold and I hate myself forever for it. Um, but mm. it was missing pieces, so it went to a garage you know, it was like the free yeah, and the garage yeah. sale. Well, you know? like we used to trash games, like I know. And I would I wish I would have saved it, but I didn't. So this is called it is technically the Goosebumps movie game. So I think it came out when the first movie came out, I believe. And okay. it's just called Goosebumps the Board Game, and it's for two to six people, eight and up. And I played it with two adults, and I will say it is very much for children. So we were we were kind of bummed about oh, that. Lame. But um, yeah. but it is cool. Like it's a fun board game. The concept's kind of fun, and you have Slappy and the Haunted Mask and the Abominable Snowman, Pastina, and all those ones that. But they are the movie versions, so they're like the movie stylized, oh, you know, version. Yeah. Of the Abominable Snowman, and you have the Slappy that's in the movie, and there's, you know, um, I don't think you see Jack Black anywhere on the board, but there's, you know, the vampire poodle and the house and stuff like that. So basically, you're kind of just going along and you're trying to um, get the monsters back into their books. So um, it's a little, it's, it's very, it is very much for children. So, but I love board games, so it's just a fun, like, one to have on the shelf, you know, anyway. But um, yeah, two so questions out there. One, mm-hmm. were you drinking? No, it was like the day after Christmas. <laughs> Would it be more fun if you were drinking? Probably. Everything is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
and two, who did you pick to be? I was, oh my God, I forgot now. Who was I? I was the abominable snowman. That's who I was. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's me. Well, fun. Yeah, I was, my first thought was, how are we going to play this together for the show? But I don't know how that's going to work. We have to figure out some fancy way. But anyway, and then the last thing I want to talk about really quick before we end this too long thing is we kind of talked about it last time. Is that officially official as of, Feb- as of February this month, what well, last month now, we are getting a Goosebump show on Disney+. Plus. So apparently it's been in development since 2020. So it's taking its time to come into being. But um, what do we know is, about it? I, all that we know right now is that it is producers from the two films and all of so there mm. there's some continuity there. And okay. as of what I can find, it is a teen comedy with horror, action adventure, mystery, and psychological thrills. And it will follow a group of high schoolers who unleash supernatural forces upon their town. So very similar to the similar to the movie that it's it doesn't sound like it's gonna be individual you know here's a book here's a book here's a book it's gonna be a world building situation oh Um, right like they did with uh spooksville we'll have standing characters yeah yeah okay so it says in spite of thanks to and in spite of their friendships rivalries and past with each other in order to save their town they have to learn about their teenage parents teenage secrets so I don't know. It seems like it's very much like the movie. So we'll see if it's going to be. I wonder. It's going to be Disney Plus, did you say? Mm-hmm. Or, okay. I kind of wish it was Netflix. Yeah. Because Disney Plus has just shown me they don't have any teeth when it comes to horror. Yeah. I don't. Stop doing horror. Like, I get it. Like, <laughs> I, I know that you're Disney Plus. I'm aware. Like, I know where I'm at. But, like. <sighs> You're playing to an audience that you're not recognizing. When we got Fear Street, they understood the assignment. Like, yes, it had its problems. We talked through them at length. If you guys want to find out those episodes and, you know, we we go all the way through those movies. Mm-hmm. However, they did give us horror. They sure did. And I feel like I needed to have more teeth or I feel like I'm kind of getting screwed by Disney. Because even as kids, these were supposed to be kind of scary. Like, they were supposed to be cute. Yes, of course. But we were also supposed to be scared. And we're just... I'm just not getting that from Disney Plus yet. I kind of wish it was Netflix. I feel like Netflix yeah. would uh, would go there. But we'll check it out. We'll do what we do. We always go through... Um, I don't know if we'll... If it ends up not being very good, we may not do the whole thing. Um, I know we've talked a little bit about when we blow through Just Beyond, like revisiting some of the old Goosebumps. Yeah, um, is that? I mean, uh, me personally, I would rather do that if we hate the show. <laughs> but um, right. I don't want to hate the show. I mean, it seems like it's going to have some good people behind it, people who wrote the Muppets and stuff. So I'm hoping you can't that go wrong with the Muppets. I'm hoping that it's better than it sounds on paper. 
if we keep an open mind, I think, and now that we know for sure it's not going to be a serial, it's not going to be a episodic thing of like, here's a book, here's a book, here's a book, then right. I can kind of get over my irritation. Only if they that. give us characters that we like. Yeah. So there's a good a, – one article I read about it said that if they're doing this thing with the parents, with, you know, they have to figure out their parents' secrets and stuff, it could be fun if Carly Beth was somebody's parent. You know, something like that. Oh, you know, right. That would be totally smart. There would be lots of good potentials for flashbacks mm-hmm. and things. Yeah, right. exactly. My mom See, is would be on board for that. Life. That would be something oh. new. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's that's what an article suggested, and I'm like, that is really smart. If you meet Carly these Beth, ki- if these kids were grown up as parents, and then mm-hmm. it's like their kids, yeah. uh, okay, yeah. and we then can we get don't a lot know of fun about the haunted mask, and then we right. do, and then it's like, oh, or Carly Beth is a town weirdo lady, or look, Carly Beth runs a mask store now, or you know something right. like if you know they find a way to bridge all the worlds together, that would be super smart, you know, and. That well, way you're not that, just. If you get the you know, right writers there who know what they're doing, we could get a lot of Easter eggs too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so we we'll like. see. Yeah, because like I said, with this stuff, you have to you want to play to a new audience because you want people like my neighbor, who's probably, I think he's eight. You know, yeah. who's interested in books now? You know, wants to. You know, you want them into it, but then you also want the parents who were really really into it to be into it. And not just like this is the stupid kids show, you know. Well, so. it's not just a, a nostalgic like money grab kind of scenario right. where we're going to put his name on it so that you will watch yeah. it. But this mm-hmm. is shit we've already seen. Like, exactly. Yeah, agree. So before we go, you wanted to do a shout out, right? Oh, I did. Let me find it. Hang on. So I try to. I'm a. I'm a member of a number of. Street uh, groups on Facebook. I know that you're so jealous about all the Facebook groups <laughs> that I, I can join. Um, but I was, so I posted our Broken Hearts episode in one of my Fear Street books. Um, and I had a lady, I had Amy, uh, reach out to me and let me know that she and her son, Dresden, uh, Dresden Decker, they listen to the show and they enjoy the show. Um, they they listen to it while they cook together, which is so, so cute. cute. <laughs> Keep cooking with mom forever. Never, never yeah, stop really. cooking with mom. Mom loves it. And we <laughs> love you. And thank you for thank you for listening. We're yes, glad that you enjoy you the show. All right. So we're going to close out this very random hour of We are. What is coming next? Do we know what to tell them what's coming next? Do you know what you're doing next? Is it you or is it me? Well, we just had a Fear Street, um, but I can do a Just Beyond next if you need a break. No, I can do it. I just need time. Oh, we'll talk about this off this, but yeah, we can. Right, gotcha. So So, we got Goosebumps coming next. Goosebumps will come next, hopefully sooner rather than later. And um, yeah, if you want to talk Goosebumps, there's always the group. And I will post pictures of the game and of the book once this goes up. So yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.